for the record, I really like the Gateway Pundit. They're one of my favorite news sites. Every day I find myself checking the same half a dozen news sites and Gateway Pundit is one of them. And I really like Joe and Jim Hoft, but I, I got to question a little bit their judgment on this one. You can see what I'm talking about here. Let me show you, let, let me show you this article right here. Robert Kennedy Jr. responds to speculation of a dream team ticket with him and President Trump on a Republican populist ticket. Now, I don't know where the Hoffs go off thinking this is a dream ticket. Why would we want a Democrat on a ticket as vice president with President Trump, a true Republican conservative of the people? Now, yes, Robert Kennedy Jr. seems to be a, a fine individual, a, a, a populist Democrat of the old type of Democrat, but still a Democrat, still big government. Just because someone understands the woes, but their solution to the woes is more government. I mean, this is one of the things that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and when I was 18 years old as a UC Berkeley freshman, when I realized before my 19th birthday that limited government was the way to go because big government was corrupt, I felt silly because I could see myself saying, Oh, the government should solve this problem. The government corruption should be solved by more government. Robert Kennedy Jr. is a populist. He is right about vaccines. He's right about a lot of things, but doesn't mean that he should be President Trump's running mate or vice president. I've been very clear that I'm not on that idea since I saw it presented and speculated. And probably a big part, now I think about it, from Jim Hoft. So then he goes on to say this. This is ridiculous. Robert Kennedy Jr. broke a few million MAGA hearts on Wednesday morning? What? Really, Jim? MAGA hearts were broken? MAGA hats were broken because of what you're about to say right now. I, I, I don't think so. Kennedy, who is in second place in the Democratic presidential primary responded to the speculation that he may run the same ticket as Republican presidential contender Donald Trump. And then they 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 show this uh, tweet from uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Just to quell any speculation, under no circumstances will I join Donald Trump on electoral ticket. Our positions on certain fundamental issues, our approach to governance, and our philosophies of leadership could not be further apart. Where are these rumors coming from? They weren't coming from President Trump. I never heard President Trump, any reporting that President Trump was actually seriously considering uh, Kennedy as a running mate. So I, like, I'm really curious where that supposedly was coming from. I'm sorry, Jim Hoff. I don't know if there were a few million broken MAGA hearts. MAGA hearts weren't about Kennedy. So, love you, Jim. Love you, Joe. Don't know where the hell that was coming from, though. I got this email. <laughs> I got this email from Fox. It said, we want you back. I think it was the title of it. I click on it. Fox, uh, limited time offer. Come back for only 99 cents. 
Rejoin Fox Nation and get your first month for only 99 cents. Use code 99MONTH at checkout. And of course, this is because I canceled my Fox Nation subscription because they kicked off Tucker Carlson. And now they want me back. And it's going to cost me 99 cents. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. I covered this morning, as did Juniorette, showing the highlights of the James Comer GOP House Oversight uh, Oversight led press briefing this morning in showing the evidence, presenting the evidence to us of the many crimes of the Biden family. Nine people, including, including grandchildren, getting a third of the cut consistently money laundering and pay-for-play schemes and influence peddling, including uh, 16 of the payments made while Joe Biden was, in fact, vice president and evidence that he was meddling in Romania. Okay, so this was the MO, broken down quite well. Now, CBS News had this very, very interesting uh, breakdown And uh, I want to just kind of go through this breakdown that CBS News uh, had, and they had it with Catherine Herridge. And if you recall, Catherine Herridge used to do a lot of the hard-hitting investigative reporting when she was over at Fox before jumping over to CBS News. So let's take a look at this. Today, the House Oversight Committee released its findings following a months-long investigation into Hunter Biden and his family. Chairman James Comer alleges the Biden family received millions of dollars from foreign entities in Romania and China. Before the report was made public, though, a White House spokesperson released a statement saying, in part, quote, Congressman Comer has a history of playing fast and loose with the facts and spreading baseless innuendo while refusing to conduct his so-called investigations with legitimacy. I love it. This was a statement made prior to the presentation of information by Comer and the other people who represented uh, were there. It was Byron Donalds. We also saw from Jim Jordan, uh, Andy Biggs, uh, Representative Mace. And who was the other one? Um, I believe it was Anderson. Never heard of, don't really remember him much, but uh, I, uh, uh, I, I do remember that he had some stuff to say. Congressman Comer has a history of playing fast and loose with the facts and spreading baseless innuendo while refusing to conduct his so-called investigations with legitimacy. The House Oversight Committee has legitimacy. They have subpoena power and they presented evidence. But of course, this was a preemptive strike against what happened today. Earlier, I spoke with CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge about this and other Hunter Biden probes. What makes this interim report stand out, Anne-Marie, is that this House Oversight Committee has subpoena power. And according to the report, they've received thousands of banking records uh, directly from the banks themselves. And the central allegation they're making this morning is that there was a years-long scheme to enrich members of the Biden family and that some of this money came through various limited liability companies as well as uh, others to gather funds from foreign entities. Now, in response last week to this stream of allegations, the president has said that he believes that his son did nothing wrong in the course of his business dealings. So this is their reporting. 
as they have what's going on in the background. So this reporting was prior to the actual press briefing by Comer and crew. And just like the uh, mainstream media, I mean, we have, can you, this would be live, by the way. Well, let me just show you what happens and then you'll, my commentary will make sense. People can see that the news conference, the conference is That's about right. to start, mm -hmm. um, but uh, we're going to let that roll, keep talking to you, and then mm -hmm. we'll get kind of the highlights later on. <laughs> CBS says, yeah, we have this big press conference that you, Catherine Harris, just told us is going to be very, very big because they've got subpoena powers and they're going to break this down. But we're going to play the highlights later. Let's have your analysis of the big news story that's happening right now, but we're not going to cover it. We're going to give you our spin. We're going to give you our highlights later. Isn't that something? All right. And if you don't know what happened, I put a uh, video up earlier today on whatever platform you're watching and listening to this on. The previous episode is a 28-minute breakdown of what happened. The first 20 minutes are the actual press conference and the last seven or eight minutes are the question uh, and answer segment. Okay, so while all that's happening, guess what the, uh, guess what they were, uh, what else? well, let me give you some more information on what, what was happening. Mm -hmm. So today is the deadline for the FBI to respond That's to a correct. subpoena from the House mm -hmm. Oversight a Committee requesting documents allegedly pertaining to then-President, uh, Vice President, rather, Joe That's Biden. That's correct. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain what that's about? Okay. Um, Senator Chuck Grassley and the chairman, uh, James Comer, of the House Oversight Committee have sent a subpoena to the FBI Director Christopher Wray, and they've asked him to provide what they believe is an unclassified intelligence report that was taken from a confidential human source. The allegation, they say, is that there was a, a, a bribery scheme uh, during the period in which uh, Vice President Biden was in the White House. What the lawmakers are not saying is whether they know that to be true or not. What they want to find out is if this allegation was lodged with the Bureau and what due diligence the Bureau did to run it down and what findings may be available to these congressional committees. Well, guess what, my fellow patriots? That question was answered today. And we're getting this information uh, from the House Oversight uh, Committee. They, they tweeted this out uh, earlier uh, today. The FBI failed to produce the subpoenaed FBI-generated FD-1023 record that allegedly details a bribery scheme involving then-VP Biden and a foreign national. It's clear from the FBI's response the unclassified record exists. And then there is this letter here uh, that was also released today. And it says the following. Comer and Grassley on FBI failing to comply with subpoena deadline. House Committee on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer and Senator Chuck Grassley issued the following statements on the FBI failing to comply with Chairman Comer's subpoena seeking an unclassified FBI-generated FD-1023 form that allegedly details a bribery scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden a foreign and a foreign national. It's clear from the FBI's response that the unclassified record the Oversight Committee subpoenaed exists, but they are refusing to provide it to the committee. We've asked the FBI to not only provide this record, 
but to also inform us what it did to investigate these allegations. The FBI has failed to do both. The FBI's position is trust, but you aren't allowed (laughs) to verify. That is unacceptable. We plan to follow up with the FBI and expect compliance with the subpoena, said Chairman Comer. While the FBI has failed to produce a specific document by the subpoena deadline, their offer to provide an accommodation process in response to our legitimate request indicates the document is real. So the question remains, what did the FBI do to investigate very serious allegations from an apparent trusted FBI source implicating then-Vice President Biden? Today's letter from the FBI raises additional questions, including whether the FBI has an open investigation based on these allegations. The American people pay the FBI salaries and they're entitled to a fulsome response, Senator Grassley said. Based on whistleblower disclosures, the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation possess an unclassified FD-1023 form that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. It has been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. So once again, what are we seeing here, folks? The same thing we've been seeing for a while. Blatantly in our face, a big uh, middle finger and screw you to America by the true enemy within the alphabet agencies, the big dog, the FBI. And that is why Tom Fitton in his tweet out said, breaking Garland FBI seem to be hiding key document alleging Joe Biden implicated in foreign bribery scheme. Now, given what they're doing here and given what we've learned today from James Comer and company, do you really think anything's going to happen as far as justice is concerned? Do you think that anything is going to happen? Now, let's not forget that there are multiple investigations going on into Hunter Biden. Now, even though CBS News in their, let's see, five and a half minute report uh, thought it better to just cut away from the uh, the the actual uh, hearing, uh, press briefing uh, by the House Oversight Committee, they gave time to Catherine Herridge to actually break down the myriad, the plethora, the uh, legion almost of investigations and crimes that are being investigated. Whistleblowers have come forward. All of this scandal, real scandal, not like the fake false fabricated scandal. Ooh, that was triple alliteration. Fake, false, fabricated. I like that. Good job, James. If you're not aware, I am a fan of alliteration. That is what got me to read when I was young. You know, Dr. Seuss and other books. Read to your children, folks. Read to your grandchildren. Expose them to books. It'll help them with their critical thinking skills. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. I love you. Thanks for taking time to make me a decent person teach me about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and how to serve and love my fellow man and how to think critically. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. I know you're listening to this. I love you. Thank you. 
Thank you. All right. So here's the breakdown from Catherine Herrig of real crimes, not the fake false crimes that were fabricated against President Trump. Another House Republican report was released today regarding Hunter Biden's infamous laptop and former senior intelligence officials. What's the new claim? Well, Amory, I want to take everyone back to October of 2020 when there was the initial reporting by the New York Post about the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. And what the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees are alleging is that when these 51 former intelligence officials released a statement saying the laptop had the earmarks of an information operation, that this was done in, in coordination with the Biden campaign and the Biden campaign sought to leverage the intelligence officials' credentials to tamp down any discussion of what that laptop contained. We know through our own independent forensic review of the laptop data that the data we analyzed showed no evidence that had been tampered with or faked in any way. Um, the, the second central allegation is that the former acting CIA director, Mike Morrell, did everything he could possible to expedite uh, finalizing this statement from the former intelligence officials in October 2020 in an effort that's described as his wish to help then-candidate Biden. We've reached out to Morrell, who is no longer a CBS News contributor, as well as the CIA and the White House for comment, and we'll update you as we hear from more from them. Hmm. Now, I got to give credit where credit is due, because Ka Catherine Herridge is a great investigative journalist, once again, she used to be on Fox, and now she's on CBS. And even though I jokingly call CBS News CBS News, uh, Junior Red even said that, I think, on her show within the last couple of days, I caught her show that she said that. By the way, folks, thanks for supporting Junior Red on uh, YouTube. I'm obviously uh, excommunicado from YouTube. She's still on there, uh, and I appreciate you guys who are supporting her. But... Uh, CBS News, yes, they did cut away from the live. And, and I understand that particular show, CBS uh, Today or whatever show, they have a certain time thing. They have to have certain breaks or whatever. But still, if you know if this was Trump, that CBS would forego all of that and carry this uh, this morning's press hearing and evidence. They would have covered it live. I do have to give them credit, though, for them breaking down all of these things going on having to do with the Biden crimes. And just when Catherine Herridge thought she was done, nope, she uh, she was asked to give information on one last thing. Now, folks, what I'm trying to show you here is that CBS News, of all places, broke down the myriad of allegations, reports, whistleblowers, and news having to do with the corruption of the Biden family. And there was still more to go. There was one last item that was discussed on CBS News. And then there's one more. Uh, last week, the law, a lawyer for the IR, an IRS whistleblower mm -hmm. met with the House Ways and Means Senate Finance Committees. Now, the whistleblower is claiming that the Justice Department interfered and mishandled uh, a Hunter Biden criminal probe. Can you talk to us about that meeting and about this ongoing investigation? Mm -hmm. Sure. So, Anne-Marie, based on uh, two sources who are familiar with the matter, they confirmed to CBS News that at the end of last week, a lawyer for the IRS whistleblower met with these two committees in what's called a proffer session. It's an opportunity for the sides to sit down and kind of design the left and right boundaries as to what this IRS whistleblower can tell Congress and have whistleblower protections. Um, there's another complicating layer here, which is that there are 
very strict uh, privacy restrictions surrounding any kind of discussion of taxpayer information. So part of the idea here is to set the table, allowing for some kind of testimony to Congress without violating sort of the privacy rules on the taxes and then also staying within these whistleblower protection. Of course, when it came to President Trump, they didn't give a damn about IRS and tax protection and privacy. They wanted that information. They got that information. That information was published. Folks, all I'm doing is reporting here and analyzing, but I'm just as frustrated as you as of the absolute corruption and two-tier justice system. Antifa can rape, pillage, and kill, so can BLM, but January 6th protesters can't protest. The Young Turks and all these other people uh, can say disgusting, hateful things uh, on YouTube and big media, and no problem, but I report on the facts and I get deplatformed from Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube. But folks, we continue strong. But it's so frustrating to see that the FBI is, we are living in a banana republic. The FBI is the enforcement arm of the establishment of these Marxist bastards in D.C. And they are covering for the Biden crime family. With, uh, but, but they use the same tactics to go after President Trump just mere months ago. The big picture here is that not only has this IRS whistleblower come forward, but I understand other whistleblowers have come forward uh, from the Justice Department to members of Congress, and they have raised similar concerns about whether this investigation into Hunter Biden has been handled in a, in a standard and traditional fashion or whether there are irregularities that need to be explained. Really interesting, uh, mm -hmm. Catherine. So many tentacles here, so it's really good to have you to, here to of explain everything. Uh, Catherine Harridge, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes, indeed. That was a great uh, breakdown. Thank you, Catherine Harridge, for uh, breaking that down for us. And we learned from the press conference that, in fact, they did validate, verify, and say that, yes, they have multiple whistleblowers. So unlike... Uh, this uh, fake uh, thing I showed you before. I don't know if I still have it up here. Uh, that fake statement where they said, oh, uh, these people do things without actually having uh, any evidence. How oh, can I find that here? I'm trying to do this all. E even though the White House said, Congressman Comer has a history of playing fast and loose with the facts and spreading baseless innuendo while refusing to conduct his so-called investigation with legitimacy, even though we went through four freaking damn years of Adam Schiff and his BS, um, even though we hunt, uh, we went through Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the, the server, the bank server, the alpha bank server, you know, we went through all of that fake BS and we have legitimate stuff here. They continue with this lies. And then we found out this morning that there are several whistleblowers indeed after all. Uh, very, very good stuff here. Now, while all that's happening, what do they want to distract you with? Oh, that Republicans are the actual crooks. Nothing, folks, let's remember this. Let's remember this. Nothing has happened to Hunter Biden. He lied to get a gun. He ha we have him on video with prostitutes, Drugs, pay for play, 
all kinds of schemes. Nothing has happened to him over the last several years. But in just in a matter of months, guess who they are going after? And once again, I'm not excusing this person. I'm just showing you that this is a two-tier system. They are slow moving and protecting of some people, and they are swift in moving against others, especially when there's an R before their name. Let's talk about George Santos. Federal prosecutors have filed criminal charges against Congressman George Santos. This latest revelation follows a months-long investigation into the New York lawmakers' finances and financial disclosures. If he broke the public trust like they're saying he did, then yeah, he should absolutely, you know, face the consequences. CNN's Bryn Gingras is live outside the courthouse on Long Island. Bryn, what are you hearing? Yeah, we're just hearing, John, that George Santos is in custody and this indictment has been unsealed. I want to give you some quick details as we're going through the paperwork. He is charged on a 13-count indictment according to those court documents. The charges include seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds and two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. Again, we're just getting this indictment. It has just been unsealed. We're hearing that Santos is inside the federal court, courthouse here behind me, and he has been arrested on these charges. And of course, we're learning that he will see a judge later today. The FBI and Justice Department have been investigating Santos' campaign finance irregularities since he took office in January, specifically as to how he raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like I said, they sure move swiftly when it's a Republican. While Santos has admitted to embellishing parts of his resume, he has come under repeated scrutiny and criticism, stemming from allegations regarding his pattern of lies in relation to his heritage, family history, and employment history. Santos has repeatedly resisted calls to resign and recently announced he was running for re-election. I haven't seen the indictment, but as you know with George Santos, I did not put him on any committees. Um, for those like Senator Menendez who was indicted and went to trial, he was still able to vote and others. He, I believe he's the chairman of a committee today. Uh, in America, we'll, we'll just follow the same pattern we always have. All right, and now here is the update. The charges are now known. He went before the judge, he posted bail, he's out, and uh, he's not going to fold. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for staying with us here on CBS News New York. Big breaking news day. We just learned that uh, third district uh, of the uh, con Congress in New York, George Santos, pleading not guilty to 13 counts, Marsha, this news all coming fast. We learned the counts of the indictment. Let's talk about that, as well as your reaction to his plea. Well, first of all, it's very serious because he could face 20 years in jail if he gets convicted. And so that's a very serious thing. But here we just, you and I were talking about it. I looked up something and I found out that, believe it or not, even if he gets convicted, he could actually serve in Congress um, because there's only three qualifications for being a congressman. You have to be 25 years of age. You have to have been in the country seven years. We have to find out if he's actually been a citizen for seven years, because who knows? And you have to live in the district that you've been elected in. So there's nothing in the law, in federal law, that says he can't serve even if he's convicted. By the way, it's a known fact that Democrat Maxine Waters does not even live in her district. And she's allowed to serve in Congress and has had leadership 
duties within Congress. But of course, just another example, another blurring example, in-your-face example of the two-tier system. But let's talk about the charges. Yes. Um, wire fraud, money laundering, stealing public funds, lying about uh, his financial disclosure. Come on now. Is it an accident that they, the day, the day, the same day that we have Comer laying out the case of money laundering and corruption by the Biden family over the last several years that between January and May 10th that the they're able to go, the Department of Justice is able to go after a Republican on money laundering and all of these financial crimes. You'd have to be an absolute idiot to believe that's just a coin dink in timing. But you are watching this show. You are a paid supporter of this show on Patreon, on Locals, on Spotify. So obviously you are, you, you are not being fooled by all of this. Anyhow, George Santos wasn't afraid after posting uh, bail and pleading not guilty. He faced the press. You can see not really getting close enough to George Santos and also mentioning that there is a podium. He might step up to the microphone, but certainly getting a lot of questions. It doesn't look like he has said quite anything yet. Let's just continue to listen in to this moment here on Live Now from Fox. All right. We made it here. Look at this. All right. So I know you all have questions. I know you all have questions. I know that everybody's been waiting for the moment for me to come out and talk to you guys. Look, this is the beginning of the ability for me to address and defend myself. We have an indictment. We have all we have the information that the government wants to come after me on. And I'm going to comply. I've been complying throughout this entire process. I have no desire not to comply at this point. They've been gracious in there. Now I'm going to have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is it's a witch hunt because it, it, it makes no sense that in four months, four months, five months, I'm indicted. You have Joe Biden's entire family receiving deposits from nine, nine family members receiving money from foreign, from foreign destinations into their bank accounts. It's been years of exposing. A lot of you here have reported on them and yet no investigation is launched into them. I'm going to fight. I will, and I'm just going, I'm getting back to that. I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fight the witch hunt. I'm going to take care of clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Now, for the record, he's absolutely right. As I pointed out before I even heard his, when I saw the indictment, I was like, wow, that sure was quick. Oh, and how fortuitous and serendipitous and lucky that it happened on the same day as the Biden stuff. As, and I don't want to beat that dead horse because I already said that several times. To be clear here, I, I'm not saying that I believe George Santos. I think he's a good guy. Uh, obviously, he's been caught in all kinds of lies and whoppers. As I played to you uh, before, Kevin McCarthy, I think, did the right thing by not having him on committees and what have you. But in America, we are innocent until proven guilty. It's just funny how swift justice or injustice is for Santos and Republicans but how slow justice is for the tyrant and his family in the White House. By the way, his illegitimate presence in the White House. 
All right, facts. Uh, all right, folks. All right, folks. <laughs> all right, facts. All right, folks. I'll be back with more facts for you tomorrow. Big hug to all of y'all. Appreciate you and your support and your subscription of this show from myself and my family. Muchas gracias. Obrigado. Merci. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Give us what we want. 